Wait, are you saying you have better class than me? I... That's weird. Don't. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> this is The Bop, a music podcast. Continuing on with our guest shenanigans from last week, we have Austin Stevens joining us this week from Hunting Pixels. Once again, two-thirds of the crew are here once again. Last week we had Josh. Uh, Austin is an anime enthusiast, a video game aficionado, and most importantly, a metalhead. Also, a metalhead is our very own Jeffrey. Insert last name here. And of course, there's also <laughs> me, Dylan Martin. That's it, Austin. We just jump right into it here. Hell yeah. There, yeah, there's no, there's no, what have you been doing? Or insert sultry topic here, like we do in hunt, Hunting Pixels. It's just. I'm sorry, things. I have questions. Well. <laughs> Listen, Same. I'm down for your questions. I just okay. Jeff Dylan is the I'm Dylan. Not. Jeff is the Dylan. Jeff is to the Bop as Dylan is to hunting pixels. Is that <laughs> I? I, I used one fair. of those correctly for the first time in my life. Wow! Congratulations. That was great. That's, that's called sick, like an anagram dude. or something, right? I'll get you know, an analogy. We should Thank all you. take Josh out right now for his birthday and celebrate both. <laughs> it is wild that you've posted so many times that your chiropractor sent you a message asking what the hell is it his birthday every single day for. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> that, was, that was something else. Um, I love that. It's it's what we do. Yeah, right? it's just it me. It's a me it's thing. It's great advertisement. Austin, or not Austin, Josh said that the first episode of The Bop had like more average downloads than a normal Hunting Pixels episode. And nice. then the second episode is the one that fell off. And I was like, yeah, I don't think we advertised for it as hard. And then the next day he's sending you a message about it. And then it's Josh's birthday every single day this week all of a sudden. Well, you have to remember, we're clearly number 101 in Spotify's podcast. Uh, <laughs> right. Clearly. I mean, they only show the top 100, so it has to be assumed we're at 101. It's sitting right there below that, yeah. that line. What is the 100th? I wonder how many music podcasts are actually in the top 100. Probably seven. <laughs> at least seven. Actually, I would say there is at least seven. Here, I'm going to look this probably, up. This... Look it up. There's probably cooking, music, history, crime, maybe video games, but we all know that, you know, we're the best on that one, too. Culture Pop's taking over. We're running a monopoly on podcasts. We have one for yeah. miscellaneous shit. We have one for music, and we have one for video games. Where's the anime podcast? What's going on with that? Oh, there's. Do you remember be. three weeks ago how he said that's on you, Big Papa? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> he, it. He did say that, didn't he? All he right, did. number one hundred is called Small Town Murder. So, oh, dude, I'm putting that's them on blast right now. We're coming for you. We're going to take that spot. Okay, I might do some crime. Doesn't have murder. Can no, no, no. What's the 99th? I'll pull the chart back up. Actually, uh, Scotland Yard Confidential. Look, I'm not going to deny Beezy's girlfriend was Scotland Scottish, and she scared me. So uh, we're comfortable at 100. I'd rather take on a uh, murder podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. What's yeah. up, John Wayne? Casey, how you doing? Anyway, yeah. let's get to the main t- main topic. Jesus Christ, this is not good. Uh, last episode, we brought Josh on to talk about pop punk. A topic near and dear to not only him, but Jeff and I as well. And this week we're bringing on Austin to talk about something else near and dear to the three of us, and that is metal. So, in all of this, I'm the normie. 
the music that I listen to, the metal that I listen to, a lot of people, if you've delved into the genre even a little bit, you've probably heard of the bands that I listen to. But on the other end of that spectrum, however, are Jeff and Austin, who may or may not be a part of Ritual Demonic Worship with the bands that they listen to. So, all of that said, we're going to talk about the bands that got us into metal, the metal that we enjoy the most, and lastly, where we see it going. So, without further ado, let's start this Headbangers Ball. Hell yeah. And that's the podcast. That's it. I love that's it. it. I love it's it. We're calling it the Headbangers Ball. Myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Austin, I know you have qualms with going first, but can since you're the guest with this, can I just make you go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I have no issue. I never have an issue with going first. Oh, I'm about to get so triggered. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <clears throat> Uh, like when I was growing up, like really, really young and shit, uh, around my brother and my uncle a lot, I, I like, uh, they, they put me on shit like Iron Maiden and like Black Sabbath at like a really young fucking age. Um, it wasn't something that like I really hardcore like clung to, but like it was just kind of always there. And so I just kind of always instinctively knew shit like that. Um, and then probably like to kind of in the same sense of the kind of metal, like kind of metal that I'm into now, uh, when I was, uh, in middle school, I was very, uh, I was a very strict, good little Christian boy. Uh, believe that shit or not. And, um, I thought you were serious. I was, a little oh, this is going to get weird. Oh, I was a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Like big time. Like is there super. such a thing as Christian metal? Yes, uh, I'm yeah, I'm talk about August it. August Burns like, Red is a Christian metal band. Oh, yeah. You, you do realize that, like, two of the artists that I shared both are Christian metal bands. Do you, most metalcore no. bands are Christian metalcore bands. <laughs> See, I forgot about the August Burns Red thing. Yeah. Um, I, but, like, I, that, I was... I had been exposed to, like... Uh, some of the more modern uh, metal at the time, and like I really liked it, but I was I was like, oh, like you know, f- fucking super Christianity conflictions, and uh, I started like kind of getting into stuff like <laughs> stuff like Skillet, uh, which uh, honestly Skillet's still kind of rad. Um, I got into stuff like Skillet, and uh, fuck, what, what there was another uh, Flyleaf. Flyleaf was a really fucking big mm. one. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, uh, Red, Red was a fucking huge one, shit like that. And then I kind of started transitioning off of that into uh, like what a lot, what a lot of people call today, like dad rock stuff like three days grace and shit like that. Can I just take I a second to tell you how much I hate the term dad rock and how it applies to me? <laughs> I just use butt rock. It bothers me so much. Cause like, yeah, it has like, I mean, sure. Nickelback, like stuff that you were saying, like. I guess even Skillet, Finger Eleven, yeah, like any of sure. those rock groups from early 2000s and stuff like that to right before the 2010s, it's called dad rock, and I, I fucking hate it, man. Like, I, I hate <laughs> that I'm 30, and now, like, labels like that are starting to apply to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I just fucking hate it. Sorry, it's just, I've been having to cope with a lot of stuff like that recently, and it's just, it's coming to the surface. It might come out on this podcast. Well... I mean, so so this podcast is also free therapy. This is it's definitely yeah. going it pretty to much transit. It's it's usually when in your presence I feel comfortable to talk about my <laughs> issues. Well, thanks. I, I, I come think to every one compliment. of these with something. Yeah, it's to just say. I see yours and I'm like, well, mine aren't so bad. 
That oh, was a pretty good I'm one. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I I remember getting like really big into fucking Rise Against too. Like I was huge fucking into them at that time. Um, and then it's like probably when I got to when I got to early high school, like freshman year. Um, I kind of started like branching off of that and like diving into some of the heavier shit that like I had just kind of heard and seen around. And uh, the first metalcore band that I ever listened to that ever like really fucking sank its teeth into me was fucking uh, Asking Alexandria. And it was just kind of downhill from there. Or uphill, really, right? Yeah, it's true. Because that's what, I mean, that is the kind of music that you gravitate towards today. Like you really don't. I wouldn't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you really don't branch out that much, right? Like, you're not a huge hip-hop head, you're not, you don't just go out and, you know, bust some Harry Styles or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, it's pretty much heavy metal, right? Uh, I'm also kind of a big country guy. That is such a fucking lie. No, I'm serious. Only, no, like, early 2000s country. Like anything after, like, 2003, I'm good. But everything before that, I fucking... Are we about to have a fucking hee-haw episode where we all come back with some cowboy hats? We might. I mean, didn't we just again? do that in the last several. episode where I realized I like country? Do what? I just... Like, the last episode that we recorded, I think I literally, like, came to the realization that I like country. Yeah. I feel like I was just listening to that today where I was like, oh, Is maybe I do. a comeback? Uh, Did it ever I, w- I don't think I would say now, no. No. Definitely not. That's just weird how many... Because I... <sighs> I wouldn't necessarily say that I go out of my way for country music, but I don't despise it. It's mm-hmm. like if I'm just cruising along the back roads of a, a, you know, a dirt mountain road, Sabrina's like, let's play some country. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I play this 30 song playlist that I have. And those are the ones that I like. So it's like I, uh, a, a my favorite uh, country artist is Cassidy Pope. She's awesome. I don't know who that is, but you she sounds pretty like the name sounds pretty. So yeah. She was. A, she used to be in a pop punk band. They used to be That's really so popular weird. in like the early two thousands. Uh, hey Monday, I don't know if you've ever oh, heard of them. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. She was what? The, she went to country. Yeah, she was the she was the lead singer of Hey Monday, and after that band split, she went on The Voice, and she won a season of The Voice, and then made huh. a country album, and it did really well. And now she's a country God artist. God damn! Interesting. You look at the fucking historical facts he's throwing out. Do you just want to be the permanent third on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I got to see her in like 2018, and it was it was super awesome. It was so cool because she was whopping back and forth between her country music and her Hey Monday music, and it was so neat. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. I like it too. I'm learning stuff. So throughout, I guess throughout the episode, because there's. I feel like there's four types of metal that we're going to predominantly talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read the basic definition as, you know, we're not sponsored by Wikipedia, but I would love to be Might because well I be. swear to God, dude, is it only me? But like, if you're just like, if you got, you got to go take a poop. Do you just like open up Wikipedia and like click random shit and start reading about it? I absolutely no. do that. Yeah. I have a strict no phone in the bathroom policy. Because you're going <laughs> to sit there for 30 minutes. No, I, I in out done. You know, I like okay. like like the okay, Usain yeah. Bolt of bathroom time. Okay, in out and done. I feel like it's my escape. Like I just go in there and it's like quiet. The dogs aren't barking. The Sabrina's not barking. It's like <laughs> I can just go in there. I can poop, and I might be finished in ten minutes, five to ten minutes with my poop, but I'm in there for thirty. 
like I'm learning about something, and mostly it's because of Wikipedia. And let's get back to oh, Jesus Christ. That was that was way too personal. So heavy metal music, as defined by the irrefutable Wikipedia, is a genre of rock music that developed in the late 1960s and early 1970s, largely in the UK and the US. With roots in blues rock, psychedelic rock, and acid rock, heavy metal bands developed a thick, monumental sound characterized by distorted guitars, extended guitar solos, emphatic beats, and loudness. And I would agree with that. We're, we're talking about bands like uh, fucking Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Judas Priest, stuff like that. It's crazy how the, the heavy metal evolved since mm. then. Because one of the bands I'll talk about is technically defined as heavy metal as their first genre label, but uh, we'll get into it. So only reason I'm doing that is because I don't want to just read four definitions in a row. So Austin, you just went. Jeff, take us into what started you in your introduction to metal. Yeah, so listening to uh, Austin's introduction to metal makes me feel ancient. Um, <laughs> offense, Austin, it really does. Like I, I'm, I'm so glad that that's your introduction, but my God, I feel old. Um, okay, so for me, it's it's all bands. Jesus, they're all they all broke up before Austin was probably born. Um, that's for, crazy. He was born in ninety six or seven. Ninety seven. Oh God, there's three of these albums that weren't even out yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was uh, and I I sat down. I actually took this like real serious. I sat down and tried to think what was the first metal band that I listened to and that I liked. And could I pinpoint a song? And it, it really took me a while, but it was uh, Pantera Walk. Um, yep. And that classic. is such a grungy metal sound, like, especially for its time when you really look at, like, when that song came out and uh, when that album came out. And, like, everything about that album, Vulgar Display of Power, is just metal. Like, that was 1992. So, like, you kind of have to think about it as, like, Guns N' Roses were still a big thing. Grunge wasn't there yet. Like, you know, that was kind of a weird time in in music. Like, hair bands were still kind of big, but they were on their way down. And then here comes these dudes from Texas that were so fucking loud that, like, you just wanted to melt your face off. I mean, say what you want about them, but, like, one of the greatest metal bands of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, my other two that are... Like other two to three kind of define the other subgenres of metal that I'm, I've been into or currently kind of always am in and out of, um, and that's the Deftones, where they're a little bit more like experimental metal, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't really follow a lot of what I would call like metal trends, um, especially like in some of their newer albums. Um, and then a band I don't. Everybody kind of has heard about this band at some point, and I didn't put them on the playlist for a specific reason. Excuse me, I got a hiccup there. Um, Mayhem. Have you guys ever heard of this band? Mayhem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mayhem is maybe, like, one of the craziest bands to ever exist. I mean, you go to their Wikipedia page, and you've got members killing one another, eating one another, killing other people. I mean, it's bizarre. They made one really killer album. Um, and every time I hear them, I'm immediately transported to uh, my friend Nate Yoder's basement. We're hanging out there with a couple friends from high school, and we had just imported this album from Europe, and we're afraid that the police were going to arrest us. 
And uh, yeah, so th- there's that. And then um, a band, unfortunately, that only had one album ever come out, but my God, it's amazing. It's called Snot. Mm-hmm. Um, really killer band. They were kind of like a blues funk metal band. Um, they had a lot of a lot of impact. Like uh, their first and only tour was Ozfest. They were opening for Limp Bizkit. Um, I remember seeing their lead singer pop out of a giant toilet naked and like get arrested. <laughs> that was in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was it was weird, but really cool band. Um, really, that's like one that I feel like I could like share with people and say like, here's the metal I like, and not be like, oh man, they're gonna think nothing of me. <laughs> Yeah, that went places, didn't it? It did, but it's like, I get that, and it's just only expanding, because the further <laughs> this episode goes, the more it's just going to delve into what the fuck is happening with these bands. Yeah, like, it, speaking of Wikipedia, if you ever want to get a, a small glimpse of the band Mayhem, just go to their Wikipedia page and just read it, and you're just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Yeah, I just skimmed through some of it, and that's... That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. That's some pretty nutty shit. <laughs> it, there is a great movie that kind of goes along with it called Lords of Chaos, where uh, I think it's Rory Culkin it plays, like, essentially, like, the lead singer. Now, mm. it, it's a cool movie. It's a weird story. It's definitely a weird time oh. in history that, like, MTV was never going to touch any of that stuff with, like, a 20-foot pole. Yeah. You know, um... And, and rightfully so, but, like, that was kind of, like, my introduction to, like, the darker, heavier, way off the beaten path kind of metal. Mm-hmm. And, so again, I didn't put it on the... reason I thought oh, I knew Mayhem was because mm-hmm. I was thinking of Methods of Mayhem. Fucking Tommy Lee's other band. <laughs> hey, fair <laughs> assumption. Methods of Mayhem, that, that album is still pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Back to Wikipedia. I'm trying to figure out which one to do next. We'll go with the one that means probably the most to me. Um, just metalcore in general. So as defined by Wikipedia is a fusion music genre that combines elements of extreme metal and hardcore punk. That one's a little weird. Um, <laughs> with no, other styles. That, What'd you say? That that may be my favorite genre of metal, actually. Like the hardcore punk stuff? Yeah, metalcore. Oh, Okay. Um, as with other styles of blending metal and hardcore, such as crust punk and grindcore, this is not what I'm thinking of when I think of metal. Wait, okay, so I know what crust punk is. What do you think crust punk is? I don't know. It sounds like a fucking pizza party. So crust punk is like when you see like on TV, like if they like show like the punk gangs of 1980 that hang around by Skyrise Excellence's house. Right, um, you know where they've got the dirty spiked vest and look like they haven't taken a shower in a year. That that's crust punk. That it just seems like punk to me. But Jesus, yeah. okay. now I've also heard it referred to as hobo metal. <laughs> Metalcore is known as hobo metal. No, no, crust punk. Oh, okay, that makes me feel better. Anyway, me- what the fuck? I'm learning so much, and I didn't ask for all of this, but it's but fine. You got it. Yeah, metalcore is noted for its use of breakdowns, which is how I know it's slow and intense passages. Um, con- <clears throat> 
conducive to moshing, you know, as one does at a metal show. Um, other defining instrumental qualities include heavy riffs and stop-start rhythm guitar playing. That's how I know it. All of these other genres that preluded this part of the definition, I was so lost. Like, fucking crust punk, dude. I will, I will fall asleep thinking of that term tonight. Um, it's also known for occasional blast beats and double bass drumming. Vocalists in the genre typically use thrash or scream vocals. Some later metalcore bands combine this with clean singing, often during the chorus. Uh, death growls and gang vocals are common, Jeff. Um, yep. 1990s metalcore bands were inspired by hardcore, while later metalcore bands were inspired by melodic death metal bands like At the Gates and In Flames. Yep. So... That brings us to me and what kind of got myself into, I guess, the genre. And I, I kind of took it like you, Jeff. I was like, where did I first start with this? And it was hard for me to it was hard for me to pin it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first like heavy metal song I remember listening to, I was. Man, it's hard. I could have been the between the ages of like four and six, and I was in our like what's the like a carport thing, like an open garage, and I was mm-hmm. standing in the back of my dad's truck, and we were like painting or something like the ceiling of I don't remember what that part exactly was, but he starts playing music, and it's White Zombie. I don't remember the song, but I know it was mm-hmm. White Zombie. Um, and I was like, whoa. Because all the music I had heard before that was fucking Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something. Like, it was just like mom was playing whatever 90s pop hits were going on. Like, I had never really listened to my dad's music, or at least I didn't have any recollection of doing so. So that comes on. And I think I even remember, like, almost being a little, like, startled. I was like, what the hell? But it's like, it was good. Like, I enjoyed all the sound and the aggressiveness. Um, and then it just kind of... I guess it just kind of like comes in episodes. Like I remember certain pieces of my childhood, like after white zombie, what did I listen to? And it's like, I think there were like, I remember, I guess like slipknot. And if you want like maybe early disturbed as being heavy metal, like there were all of those things. I know that I wouldn't really consider them heavy metal. Now it's more like, is that new metal now? Uh, yeah, I think disturbed. I'd call that new yeah, metal. Yeah, I think they kind of fall under new metal. Yeah. So there were there were there were different preliminary artists that kind of led me to where I am now with what I like. Um, and of course, like I listened to Iron Maiden, I listened to um, Slayer here and there, you know, stuff like that. But I remember in fuck. Oh nine, maybe. Yeah, I think that's when Burnout Paradise came out. I was playing Burnout Paradise, um, super fun game. It's one of my favorite games of all time, probably. Um, and they had they had songs by like I think Seether was on there, uh, like fucking Avril Lavigne's on there. They have all these different songs, but I'm playing it for the first time, and here comes My Curse by Killswitch Engage, and it's like I remember I was in the midst of like hunting down these collectibles in the game or something, and then I just stopped. I stopped driving altogether. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" I was like, "I'd never heard them until that point," 
I'd never, I'd kind of, not necessarily fallen off of like super heavy metal, but at that time I was listening to a lot more hip hop. If I was listening to any rock, it was like, I mean, it was like Godsmack, fucking dad rock, I guess. Um, so I, I just stopped the car. I was stopped driving. I stopped playing and I was just listening to the song. And it's like, I remember Howard Jones just fucking destroying that song. I loved the 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 bass. I liked how they were just shredding the guitar. I liked the rhythm that they had. I liked that I had these yelling, raspy vocals, but then it just has his beautiful voice singing those choruses and I'm like, what have I been missing? And I just I went and I found the song. I went out later that week, I think, and maybe bought the album. Like it wasn't long after that and it's that started what I like today, and that's why I read the metalcore definition there. Um, Killswitch is fantastic, man. I think they're the true cause of me staying with the genre as long as I did, and then just kind of letting it m- m- my my tastes evolve a little more. Because I think without Killswitch, I would have just completely not necessarily done away with rock, but I think I would have gravitated heavily towards hip hop. I still. I still kind of do, but it's pretty, it's 50, if it's not 50-50, it's like 60-40 in favor of hip-hop, 40% metal, but I think it's 50-50. Um, even though Howard Jones went on to do other things, like because of his health, and like he's fine and everything now, um, and you know, he eventually left Killswitch or whatever, Killswitch today still with Jesse Leach is one of the best times I have listening to music. Um, the vocalist might have changed, but they're still kill switch through and through. A lot of that's just a part of the band members, you know, like Adam D and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I infatuated with kill switch and some of the bands that we'll talk about here in a little bit. So that brings us to another definition, real quick. Um, I was gonna do four. I'll do I'll do three. If we if we come to the other one, I'll talk about that one. But deathcore. <coughs> this is the one that you guys kind of. I guess have the most experience with uh, because I certainly don't like maybe a band or two, but deathcore is an extreme metal subgenre that combines death metal with metalcore. The genre consists of death metal guitar riffs, uh, blast beats, and metalcore breakdowns. While there are some precursors to the concept of death metal fused with metalcore and hardcore elements seen in the 1990s deathcore itself emerged in the early 2000s and gained most prominence beginning in the mid 2000s with the southwestern united states especially arizona and inland um, and the southern california area Um, and that's where a lot of the bands and like festivals originated from and we have things like um, antagony despised icon red cord all these bands that i don't even know Mm -hmm. Um, you should bring me the horizons deathcore uh, started do. out as. Oh, I was about to say yeah, because that's not what I know them as now. Yeah, they started like, their first at... like two albums or, or maybe three. That's true. Are first fair, three are fairly deathcore. Because uh, I came on to bring me the horizon when they. I'm, well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say they softened up a little bit. And then I tried to go back and listen to the other stuff, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I'll go with what I have now. Oh man, yeah. I love deathcore. Bring me the horizon. They were so yeah. good. They were. There's a song on the playlist that I brought from Suicide Season that is them at their prime in Deathcore. Oh, absolutely. That's such a good Uh, Yeah, see, the album that I found out about Bring Me the Horizon (laughs) was That's the Spirit. (laughs) Okay. And and that's still a great album. 
Like, that's just oh, them yeah. transitioning and kind of becoming who they are now. Yeah. But, yeah, they they were part of, like, that, that time frame that you're talking about is, like, I consider that, like, MySpace core, right? Yeah. That's, like, Job for, for sure. a Cowboy, Suicide Silence, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, As I Lay Dying. Yeah. Like, all those really big, heavy MySpace bands are, are that genre, and they almost all come from where you're talking about, except for... Uh, Bring Me the Horizon and oh, what's that other one? Uh, Chelsea Grin's on here. Yeah, that 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 one. No, they're not who I'm thinking of. There there was a British, another British band, but like they made them stay in Ohio. I forget their name. Dang it! Now I gotta look this up. Um, but yeah, yeah no, MySpace Core, like early Deathcore. Yeah, it's all kind of from that Southwest U.S. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of a good point because now that I remember it, like MySpace, first off, great era. But second, it's like I remember when I was going to certain pages and stuff like that, like I guess of friends, and I guess it was just that time of our lives, right? We were all wearing black and we were all super angsty teens and stuff like that. But those profiles had some fucking highly questionable shit on there because I remember, oh, you know, going into it and it just starts screaming at me i'm like ah shit you know my mom's a christian in this house somewhere she thinks i'm being possessed in here at this point probably <clears throat> most did you find out the band oh no i'm still looking i know the guy did like there was a guy that did like a full expose on them well it's while you're doing funny. that i will read the third fourth one because it did come up during what i just read for death court it's just yeah. death metal um, and it's an extreme subgenre of heavy metal music. It typically employs heavily distorted and low-tuned guitars, played with techniques such as palm muting and tremolo picking, uh, deep growling vocals, aggressive, powerful drumming featuring double <coughs> kick and blast beat techniques, minor keys, um, abrupt tempo key and time signature changes, and chromatic chord progressions. Um, the lyrical themes of death metal may include slasher film style violence, political conflict, religion, nature, philosophy, true crime, and science fiction. So out of all those, it kind of sounds like the most fun when you put it like that. Yeah. Uh, that band was asking Alexandria, <clears throat> which I feel bad because Austin just talked about him. So yeah, I was trying, I, I was trying to figure out who you were talking about. And I was like, is that asking Alexandria? And I was like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, Asking no, Alexandria was, and Attack Attack is the other one from Ohio that I was kind of thinking of. They were kind of that, oh like... Oh, God, I love Attack Attack so much. Dude, Attack Attack has, like, the best, like, genre title ever, and it's called Crabcore. Oh, <laughs> it sounds God. like an anime. Dude, um, Attack Attack is so good. Yeah. No, but uh, Asking Alexandria is a good example when you were talking about gang vocals earlier, and you couldn't quite... It sounded like you weren't sure what that was. Asking Alexandria is a perfect example of that, and that's where, like, every member of the band is just shouting the, the chorus or the hook mm-hmm. um, kind of in like a chant style. Why is that considered gang vocal? I mean, I get it now, but because that is not what that sounds like. That, and that's fine, but when I hear gang vocals, I'm thinking of a lot of the, like a lot of the questions that Jeff was asking me to <laughs> yeah. prelude this show. <laughs> Whether that makes it into the show or not, I don't know, but he was so asking me what affiliation you <laughs> Right, yeah. So... That's what I thought of. It That just makes a sense, you know, like harmonic vocals. Like they're all coming together. We could have chosen a much friendlier term, but hey, it's, I guess it's fucking metal, right? So we'll just yeah, choose true. some violent shit. Um, okay, well, that, that, that kind of started us from the introduction of metal. That's how we got into it. That Those were our roots. 
And that brings us, uh, we kind of started talking about it already, to the metal that we enjoy today, which is pretty vast and expansive between the three of us. So uh, we started with good old Stevens last time. We'll start with Mr. Jeff this time. What's some yeah. of the music that you enjoy today? No, what's some of the metal you some enjoy today? Some of the metal today? that I enjoy Let's today. Right. So this is going to like uh, kind of cross both back to some of the things that we just talked about and some of the things that we're going to talk about. Um, so like for me, I really like metalcore. Um, it's one of my favorite genres. One of my favorite bands in there is As I Lay Dying, which is real funny because uh, earlier uh, Austin was talking about uh, Christian metal, which As I Lay Dying used to be a Christian metalcore band. Uh, the dude was on Kat Von D's show getting a heavy metal Jesus tattoo. Then he tried to kill his wife, or supposedly... Uh, did some time in prison oh shit I remember that yeah Yeah. he tried to hire a policeman it sounded really weird I don't really know fully what happened there but um, went to prison basically became the mountain from the Game of Thrones Uh, came back out and like since then I mean he was there for like six years he got Um, fucking jacked yeah have you you should look there's a video of him they just started a new tour last night and I sent uh, I sent Dylan a photo of it and like my god is that guy just even somehow more ripped holy uh, shit yeah he was when he got uh <clears throat> i'm pretty sure when he got out was it mm, I, I don't know if that 2016 up. i think but i i remember seeing um uh i remember watching him during the uh mitch lucker memorial show mm-hmm. and like he was already starting to get jacked there yeah and then motherfucker is, gets out of prison. He's fucking shredded. He yeah. is a behemoth of a man. I feel uh, like that was like... At one point, I kept seeing people come out of prison, and they're like super buff, and I was like, that's kind of something I could be into. Like, I thought about doing some crime just to go yeah. get hey, super jacked. But then I was like, could, I'll just get a gym membership. I guess uh, you do it. have a pretty good lawyer, so, I mean, it probably wouldn't work anyway. That's also true, it's true, but you've yet to defend me in a case. Yet. Um... Anyway, so As I Lay Dying is kind of like the big of like the metalcore for me. Um, I do like Bring Me the Horizon. I like a lot of their older stuff and a lot of their newer stuff. And the middle ground, I kind of get lost in. Um, and then um, the other things that I'm listening to today, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these guys. Uh, Electric Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Never. Electric Callboy. They used to be called Eskimo Callboy. And they are a... Uh, a Dutch, German, I forget. Yeah, uh, Tommy will correct me. Uh, metalcore band, and like they're kind of like a party metalcore band. Um, I highly suggest going to look at like any of their music videos because it gives you a total grasp of who these guys are. Uh, they're just dudes that want to sing metalcore and have fun. Um, and they're like, hey, you could never have enough confetti cannons. Like, I've never been to a metalcore show with confetti cannons. Period. <laughs> uh, but these guys, they're out there doing it. They're having fun. It's great stuff. Um, it's real catchy, but it's still a lot of metalcore. And I think they're doing some interesting things, kind of reinventing this genre. And I still listen to a lot of, like, what I consider, like, the MySpace metalcore bands. Um, so, like, Under Oath, um, I- Attack, attack. I occasionally go back to, um, you know, Bring Me the Horizon as I like. So, like, 
that genre is a lot of like the metal I listen to today. And I'm sure Austin's going to talk about some of the other stuff too. Um, the heavier stuff that I do listen to is your, you know, your Lorna Shores, your, uh, was it Immortal Disfigurement? I really like that one song. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with them. Um, and there's a, a lot of other bands kind of in this list that I like. Uh, so I'll have some to kind of chime in here as to like why I think they matter to this genre. But yeah, that, that's kind of the stuff that I listen to a lot of right now in metal. <clears throat> so I just pulled up Electric Callboy because I was completely unaware of who they were and the yeah. name really intrigued me um that's kind of interesting man because i listened to i think the song was called hypo hypo or hypo hypo something like that i've already closed yeah. off of it oh now um, tani's dancing hypo hypo so hypo hypo is an old uh edm song from europe as tani informed me once i did not know this uh but yeah no it, it yeah it's an old edm song that they redid and apparently they were on eurovision this year what yeah i I don't understand the rules of eurovision i just i know it's a thing um you know it's america's got talent for those wacky europeans yeah because they don't have talent they just have a vision yeah um (laughs) but yeah no they're a fun band i i I cannot (laughs) recommend them enough if you're wanting something metal but not like i want the sound of depression in my ears um you know yeah well it's just funny that you brought them up because when we move on to our last segment um this actually kind of goes in tandem with my thoughts on it so i like that it's like the one band that i picked from your list and it's like oh we're we're about to come full circle here so yeah. That's kind of cool, and I'm probably going to listen to them, because that one song, as I was list- listening when you were talking, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, they're pretty catchy. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So, <clears throat> that was the metal that you enjoyed today, so I'll go next. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, a little more, I'm a little more tame, and it's, it's not all metalcore with me. <clears throat> I still listen to Kill Switch heavily. Like, if I'm... And the gym, and I'm listening to any kind of metalcore, heavy metal, whatever. Kill Switch is probably on. Um, I love how Jesse Leach has kind of taken back over, and he's fucking great. He kills it. He puts on a <clears throat> fantastic live show. Um, but I've already talked about them, so I'll talk about something completely different, and that's Light the Torch. <laughs> it's not completely different at all because it's Howard Jones's uh, newer band, the old singer of kill switch um i just really love him man it's it's just i think howard is my favorite vocalist of all time and i can listen to him sing i can listen to him talk for just hours he's incredible <clears throat> um avatar so this gets back into more of the and i need to pull up exactly what they are but i think it was just considered heavy metal maybe i don't know death metal, i don't know what i read but it, i think it was just considered heavy metal for them mm-hmm. right um, let me type it in. I typed in Avatar this morning and I hit enter like it was going to pull up fucking, you know, the band and it gave me the movie, it gave me the kid show, it gave me pretty much everything but what I was looking for. So they're considered heavy metal, groove metal, melodic death metal, progressive and industrial metal. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> I saw them live. Never I talked about them. this on the Hunting Pixels uh, interview episode with me and Justin Ruiz, whatever. Um, doesn't matter who did the interview. But 
They set up high expectations for me when it comes to seeing a live performance. Um, they put on a show, dude. Like, they have this whole theatric thing going on for them. It's like you're either watching royalty on stage or you're watching who should be performing for the royalty is how I put it. Like, they, they put on a show, and they just deliver these hard-hitting riffs and this just, like, these crushing drums a song called hail the apocalypse like that's what did it for me and it's just listen to the song title itself and then just imagine the music that comes with it it'll get you on your feet it'll get you wanting to throw a fucking house over your head like it's it's some power music man um so and that covers a different side of the spectrum because i always say kill switch is my true like metalcore or and you know like the torch is my true metalcore experience but avatar just kind of gets me back to that good old heavy metal um, I don't know if I have another. You do. I'm very excited for it. So this one, did you introduce me to this one? I might have, or it might have been Austin. I I could. This could go either way. Which one? Slaughter to prevail. So, I don't. This was recent. Okay, this was. You know what? This might have been on a Discover Weekly for all I know, because that's how. Mm-hmm. As we'll talk about in a future episode one day, that's how I discover a lot of my music is through Discover Weekly. And I might have just been bumping to this in the gym or something like that. But this shit, first off, I'm a little proud because when I looked it up, I I looked up their technical labeling. Austin, you're sending 17 videos right now. What is happening? Yeah, just keep going. (laughs) just keep going it's like i keep talking and i'm trying to like pull up info but then in the bottom of my screen i just see discord youtube discord youtube discord you're like what the fuck is happening i can't Um, add to the spotify playlist so i'm sending you stuff so uh, i'm talking about see jeff dropped the ball he could have he could have absolutely added you to that no it's Um, just the that i don't i don't don't have spotify so it won't let me Ew. Yeah. What you do don't you have do? Spotify? Oh. No, dude, Apple Music all the way, bro. Get oh, out of here. God. Oh, um, hey, oof, wait, if wait, I would have known you made bad choices like that, I wouldn't have brought you onto the show. But... <laughs> so, I've come just real quick. And, like, if you don't know mine and Austin's relationship, just listen to us on Hunting Pixels. Austin, I was taking a shower today and I was thinking of you, right? So, I was thinking, why am I so. Why am I so... I'm oh, not going to say aggressive, but a little hostile towards you sometimes. <laughs> or, or maybe condescending or um, just antagonistic to you as a person. I'm like, why am I like that? And it's like, I just see you as like my little brother, dude. It's like, I just want to pick you up and torment you all day. But if someone tried to mess with you, like I would literally kill them. You know yeah. what I mean? I got See, you back. You had to say the little brother part because then it made what I was about to say really weird. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Should I change it to step bro? <laughs> Only if you call him Nighthawk. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Oh god. This is this is so maybe I am the problem you on were, hunting uh... pixels for why we get derailed. <laughs> You were talking about being condescending, like feeling like you're a little too condescending towards me. And I was oh. going to say, well, joke's on you. That's a fetish of mine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me like you more. 
Oh god, my head hurts so much. All the blood is in both of them, actually. It's just <laughs> throbbing right now. <laughs> oh god, what the fuck was I even talking? Slaughter to prevail. Okay. Um, I look it up in their deathcore, which mm -hmm. I never thought that I would actually have any interest in deathcore. But this combines what... I guess is deathcore, but they kind of sound like Slipknot in a way, at least off the yeah. album that I listen to. Mm -hmm. Right, Jeff? Yeah, no, uh, Slaughter to Prevail, like, I'm going to put it out there. I think they're, like, one of the, like, they establish themselves very quickly as, like, one of, like, the tenets of deathcore, of modern deathcore. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, the, that's I put fair. a link to a video of them playing in Moscow. Um, have you ever seen, like, their lead singer? They're all wearing masks all the time. You should look at their lead singer without the mask on, and he makes Tim Lambesis look like a 90-pound kid. Yeah, that's he's fucking rocked. Not only is he fucking rocked and just, like, completely jacked out of his mind, he was like, I'm going to start carving into my face. What? He did. Yeah, no, he, he, like, started some weird scarification thing and started carving around his eye. Like, he is weird. Um, He's a wild motherfucker. They are, they are out there, but, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited that they're there because, like, Dude, like, that is not something that you introduce people to easily and have them be like, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, and I think, like, the years of listening to the metal that I have, I guess, have maybe prepared me for stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, and this isn't even the some of the more outlandish stuff that we could talk about. Um, but they no, are sure. a Russian deathcore band, and, like, I think, I mean, they, they have that really low, growly sound. But it's delivered to you... Like it's kind of like classic Slipknot. Like they're they're the the cadence that they have, the lyrics. You are sending so many links right now. I'm done. Um. Okay. The <laughs> the cadence that they have is very uh, Corey Taylor esque in his Idaho days. I feel like. Um, yeah. At least on this album that I'm listening to, I think it's called Costolum or Costolum. Um. Yeah, it's it's you pronounce it either of those two ways probably. Um, the song that I heard that initially got me into them was Demolisher, but then I started listening more to the album and songs like Baba Yaga and Bonebreaker are fucking great as well. I never thought that I would like a deathcore band. I really didn't. Um, I thought that maybe that was my line in the sand. Like, it's just not for me, but I was very happy with this. And I think this truly, so I will say, since you and I started talking more, Jeff, and since we started doing <clears throat> this podcast, my discover weekly has just fucking turned into this convoluted mess, which is great, but also not great. Cause it was like, Hey, here's things that you might like. And I would listen and it's like, wow, I really like this, but now it's throwing me shit like Lorna shore and slaughtered to prevail which that worked out but it's like what what's happening <clears throat> like it was yeah. cool because i would find some new underground hip-hop artists some did you remember that part like five se ten fifteen seconds ago where you said you were done sending links no i'm done that was the last okay. one i promise <laughs> Sorry, the disrespect is real um <laughs> But no, so th thanks to you, my Discover Weekly has fucking turned on top of itself. <laughs> um, Austin, what that is, is it curates a playlist for me on Spotify every week of new bands to discover, since you don't have it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't know. I don't like to sub to trash services. <sighs> That's weird, because I think you're sub to Apple Music, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I can't. I'm sub to Apple Arcade, so it's the same shit. It comes um, with my phone. <clears throat> 
oh we'll talk about that later um but anyway yeah that's kind of me man like i listen to a lot of music i just touched on three bands but I guess I'm a little all over the spectrum with metal too, but I think that the metal that I actually listen to is more <sighs> maybe <clears throat> mainstream streamlined. I don't know if that's the right word or not. Cause I feel like a lot of people might not have known who avatar and light the torch are. Um, definitely probably don't know slaughter to prevail, but it's, it's music that you don't think that you would have any enjoyment, right? Because it's just this, screaming like that's what people think of when they think of death metal and metalcore and stuff it's like it's just screaming you can't understand it but you can if you actually listen to it and you have that you tone your senses because you're not listening to these smooth vocals anymore like even stuff like look at other like actual rock and harder rock bands like Volbeat or you know I said Godsmack earlier so it's on the top like you can hear what they're actually saying and you don't have to like train yourself to listen to it but it's like as as the more you start to train yourself to listen to these vocalists from the the genres that we're talking about, the more it's like, God, dude, they actually talk about some pretty critical stuff, especially mm-hmm. in today's world. A kill switch is a huge proponent for that for me, um, and it's music that just drives you to to fucking do anything, really. Um, I like how I said that. I don't know if you heard it or not, but my dog barked in the background almost in unison, so. Nice. Shout out to that one. Um, but no, I think yeah, that's the fun thing with like some of these bands is they they take up causes that you're just like you wouldn't you wouldn't surprise you'd be surprised that they do. I guess. Yeah, like Slaughter to Prevail, huge huge opponents of the Russia Ukraine conflict. Yeah, like I, they and they're a Russian band in the first couple of days. Yeah. And I mean, and I, you don't see that. You don't see Russian music acts speaking out against Russia and surviving, I guess you could say, right? So, yeah. like, that's where it makes me kind of fearful that, hey, like, they took a real hardline stance and they have a lot of eyes on them. They do. You know. And it's something that you can't even pretend doesn't exist when you look at everything else happening. It's like, that was, yeah. that took a lot of balls. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but well, they, also, they also whoever they're going to send after that guy better be like I don't know. I was about to tall. say like you made a pretty good point that no one's going to fuck with that dude probably. Yeah. Um, but it's just cool because he I think uh, the dude's identity is known as Terrible or that's his last name or something. But yeah, um, he made like a statement like Hey, don't <clears throat> I forget I forget the wording that he used, but essentially he was like Don't make the Russian people an accomplice or something like that. Like he he is strongly against the invasion of Ukraine and the atrocities happening there. And he's like, please don't think this of all the Russian people, which I think speaks volumes because he is speaking up against it. Yeah. Um, No. So that was a good call out, but yeah, no, that's, I listen to a lot. Like we, this is something we could revisit in the future and talk about more metal bands, but that's it for me. So Austin on part two, why don't you take us, take us away? Yes, sir. So, um, one of the, there's so many that I, like, switch back and forth between every fucking day, but, like, uh, the bands that I just sent both of you are some that are, like, kind of con- kind of constantly uh, in, in my daily rotation. Um, and that first one is Asking Alexandria. Um, they, f- fuck, dude. Uh, I, know, I know Jeff has, but fucking, their, their, their history as a band is so fucking nuts because this was mm-hmm. one of the first or I guess with the exception of one of the other bands I'm going to talk about, 
uh, asking Alexandria literally like they they took to heart the whole like sex drugs and rock and roll fucking uh, motive that came from the eighties and they they brought that shit back. These motherfuckers yeah. became rock stars and they did whatever the fuck they wanted to do, and it was they awesome. they embraced it hard. It was such a wild fucking time, uh, like time in that genre for that band. And uh, they just, they've always stuck with me. They And they've changed over the years. Like, they started out as kind of like what Jeff was saying, like that MySpace core uh, uh, type of outfit. But then um, they, uh, I pretty, the majority of, I don't think it was the whole band, but I know the majority of them after their second album uh, checked themselves into rehab because they were like, okay, fuck, dude, we're doing too much. Like, we got to get this shit under control. And there was even an instance where their vocalist had come on stage and he was so fucked up that he could not, like, he couldn't sing, he couldn't scream, he could not do anything. And the guitarist... He let the audience sing for him. Like, basically. He just handed the mic to, like, the audience, if I remember right, and was like, I'm too drunk to do this. They chanted through, like, most of their entire set. And uh, their their guitarist stepped up and he was like, uh, <coughs> and he asked the crowd, he was like, please tell this man to check himself into rehab. Please tell this man that he needs fucking help. And that was one of the things it took for him to actually get help. And then he kind of came back, the band came back for a third album and they, they did it completely different. And they went with this kind of like, like nine, almost like 80s to 90s, like, he- like real heavy metal sound. They were kind of breaking away from like the MySpace core and the metal core. Uh, attributes of their music and it they they a lot of people didn't I think a lot of their fans didn't like it but because it was so different but like it was it you could tell it wasn't them just switching up to try to appeal to a different audience it was just their growth as musicians and it was it was so fucking cool to see and uh they're they're one that stuck with me for fucking years and I don't think will ever go away um another one to that effect was of mice and men I was huge into fucking Of Mice and Men in high school. I, I fucking, I've only ever seen them once. I got to see them once when I was a junior and I fucking cried my eyes out the whole time because I was so excited. Um, they, <laughs> I was actually, I went to my grandmother's the other day and uh, she she was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've got bags in the closet from when you were in high school. You know, all your like t-shirts you got from concerts and shit because by the time I got to be a sophomore in high school, I started going to concerts like really fucking regularly with the small circle of friends that I'd made. Um, and like, like we were, by the time we were seniors in high school, we were at the masquerade every weekend. It didn't matter who was there and who was playing. It could have been just some random local band that we never even heard of, but we were at the masquerade every fucking weekend. Um, but I, when I went through that bag of shirts, I think I counted like 29 of Mice and Men t-shirts. Because I wow. just bought so fucking many, not from concerts, because I only got to see them once, but just from like Hot Topic or or we used to have this really cool store in the Mall of Georgia uh, called the Rock Shop, and it was like a heavy metal comic book shop. Um, so like they sold your typical comic book weeb shit, but then they sold all this fucking uh, metal and metalcore and death metal uh, albums and t-shirts and shit. And I, I, I love that band so much that I accumulated over thir- almost 30 t-shirts in, like, the span of three years. Uh, they were just, I, they'll never fucking go away for me. They they dropped off a little bit because their lead vocalist left, and the band made some other formations, and I don't really like their newer stuff. 
I, I'm not I'm not as much of a fan of it without Austin Carlisle. Um, but, I mean, it's still good. But uh, another big one is actually a band that um, uh, we have the same hometown, and that is Attila. And Attila is very much just party metal. Um, yeah. This is one of the other bands, along with Asking Alexandria, that really took the whole, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing to the fucking extreme. Uh, pretty much every song these guys make is about banging somebody's girlfriend or doing coke off of somebody's titties or some wild shit like that. Um, but oh. they're, they're a super fucking rad band. They've gone through a lot over the years, too. Um, but they're, they were so fucking good. I actually... So- I. I met the vocalist of the band when I was a kid. Uh, I just don't really remember it that well, but I did meet their vocalist, Chris Fronzak, because my brother used to uh, uh, sell undisclosed things to him. He is a super nice guy. Oh, and yeah, actually, he's so nice. We, we referenced them in our second episode. You know that he has like a, a new rap metal band, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty like, good. Uh, Bone Crew, which is just great, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Super fun. He, I, I, I met him once at a warp tour, and he was he was super fucking nice. He was hammered. Dude was pissed yeah. fucking drunk, but he was such an incredibly nice guy. Um, but probably one of my favorite bands of all time that will always be one of my favorite bands ever, even though they're broken up now, is a uh, uh, a really heavy hardcore band called Vanna. Um, I saw them for the first time when I was a senior in high school. I was going to, uh, a show for a band called Beartooth. Uh, I think I also sent you guys some of their music. They're super fucking good. I don't really care for their new shit cause it's very radio rock. Uh, but their first two, two or three albums are super fucking awesome. Yeah. I was about to say they have a new album out this year. And like you said, it's very much more mainstream radio rock type of shit yeah it's still good i'm just not a, not as much of a fan as they're like early more heavy metalcore shit um but uh uh one of the things i like when i was going to concerts a lot one of the things that i like to do is whenever i bought tickets for a show if i had never listened to that band before i would then go home and try to find everything i could and listen to as much as i could of that band just to kind of see if i was going to enjoy the set or not and I listened to Vanna, and I really, really liked them. I was like, okay, yeah, like I can fuck with this. And then um, I saw when I, I saw them in 2014, and I know I've brought it up on the show before. And I guess this is where this episode's going to get a little deep. Sorry, fellas. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I like it deep. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, don't worry. God. But uh, 24. Uh, I I think I've said it on the show before. 2014 is absolutely the worst year of my life, and I will forever be traumatized by some of the things that happened to me that year. Um, but I got to see Vanna in October of 2017. I think it was October 24th, not 17, uh, 2014. And uh, they have a song called Digging, and it's like a suicide awareness kind of song. And, you know, obviously, like I said, the fucking worst year of my life. There were a lot of those feelings present through my day-to-day life. And uh, one of the things that he he still did it every tour after, he, he still made sure to do it. Uh, one of the things that he liked to do whenever they played digging was the vocalist would actually uh, t- pick up the mic stand and he would walk to the very center of the crowd. And he would ask the entire crowd to kind of like form like 
just a big blob around him. And he would do the entire fucking rest of their set with digging plus whatever they had after that. Uh, just in the crowd like that. And like physically, like face to face with the crowd and interacting with them. And I remember when he did that, I just, I, I was moshing beforehand and I just so happened to be right where he fucking, right where he decided to stand and kind of form uh, his, his little spot in the middle of the pit. And like I, I was maybe three or four inches from this dude, Max. Like, we were all pushed up against each other, and he was just going to town, and I had listened to the song before, and I was listening to what he was saying, and, like, ev like everything that song was about was all the emotions that I was currently feeling at that time, and I remember just fucking sobbing, like, <laughs> like the damn fucking broke loose, and I was just sobbing. I was a fucking mess. Uh, they got done playing... And I was about to walk outside of the venue to the smoke section because uh, anxiety, like I was kind of sobbing a lot. So anxiety kind of started to build and I was having trouble catching my breath. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go outside, take a breather, have a cigarette or two, and then I'll go back in. And uh, while I was on my way outside, he, their vocalist stopped me. Like he physically grabbed my arm and like stopped me from walking out. And he was just kind of like, hey, like, I, I know this is weird, man, but can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, uh, sure. And he just kind of starts to explain that, like, he kind of noticed, like, what was going on with me while he was performing that song. And he was pretty much just asking me, like, hey, man, like, is there anything you want to talk about? Like, do you need somebody to talk to? Is there something you want to get off your chest? And I just started sobbing more and just telling this random motherfucker that just screamed in my face for 15 minutes about my entire life's problems. And it was because of that one thing, I will forever cherish that fucking band. Well, yeah, I feel like you yeah. have every right to. That's just an incredible, cathartic, life-changing experience, one that you probably needed at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah that sounds absolutely. like an amazing experience. They were, they were, he was one of the nicest motherfuckers that I've ever met in my entire life. He was just such a wonderful person the whole time. And I think I saw them two or three more times after that. And every single time I saw them after that, like, I, I was always able to catch him by the merch table and talk to him for another minute and kind of like, and, and he remembered me every time and it just kind of catching up. And it was, it's, I, there is no band that will ever take that fucking spot for me in my heart for the rest of my entire life, just because of that one vocalist deciding that he, he just wanted to be nice. Well, that's I think incredible, that, man. I have huge respect for that because that could have helped you still be here today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that goes to show that a lot of times, you know, people that listen to metal get like stereotyped as like unapproachable or, you know, mm -hmm. real gruff. But like at the end of the day, a lot of them are just people, you know? Mm hmm. That's like, you uh, know, Satan one is of the last I. things that, one of the last things that Suicide Silence had planned before, uh, Mitch Lucker yeah. passed away was they were going to do a charity show for uh, like a charity Christmas show for kids and in their hometown. And the way you would get in was you wouldn't pay for a ticket, but you would just bring something that they could give to a child, like a book yeah. or a book bag or a set of clothes or like a guitar, like just something that they could give to a child that m otherwise wasn't going to get a Christmas that year. Yeah. I remember hearing about that and just kind of being like, really touched by that i mean yeah, dude. you don't think of that when you hear a band called suicide silence as mm -hmm. like 
were doing things for children, you know. They they went to uh, before they were planning to do that uh, the year prior. They sold a T-shirt that he wore in a music video. I think it was for the music video "You Only Live Once," and so mm-hmm. there was like fake blood splattered all over it. He sold that T-shirt on eBay for like a couple for like a couple thousand dollars, and then the band took that money, pitched some more money in. And they went and bought like a whole bunch of toys and clothes and shit for kids, and they they took it to a children's hospital uh, yep. to deliver it all to like terminally ill children. <laughs> and their uh, their vocalist, I remember watching the interview where he talked about it. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, we got there, and they were like, uh, oh, okay, what's the name of your band?'" And he was like, uh, "Suicide Silence." And they were like, "And you want to <laughs> do what with these kids?" <laughs> yeah, just like the total blank face stare of like. Huh? And like mm-hmm. Mitch Lurker, I like dude was like yeah, he looked like the essence of, you know, Southwest metal, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I mean, super heavily tatted, like just you know, but like at the end of the day they were all down for doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? And if I remember right, like the band has kind of carried on in that. Like they did that whole like tribute concert for his daughter. Yeah, they did. Uh, I still have it on DVD. They did the Mitch Looker Memorial Show where they brought uh, uh, twenty different vocalists from all the bands that they toured with to come uh, fill in for Mitch and do Suicide Silence songs. And yeah. all of the proceeds from that show went to uh, his daughter's uh, college fund. Yeah, that that show is maybe one of the most interesting things I have ever seen. Like, because oh, you have incredible. like Randy Blythe, you have Whitechapel is in there i mean like you just go down the list and it's like clearly this dude touched a lot of lives mm-hmm. every uh me and madison uh sit down and rewatch it every october 31st because that's the day that he died and we sit yeah. down and rewatch the memorial show every year that's crazy man he he was uh he was an interesting vocalist i i will honestly say i don't like the newer suicide silence as much as that older stuff but mm-hmm. i i think that's just me I agree with you. So didn't Eddie Hermida like piss on a child or something? Something. There, there's drama with him. I feel like you know how close I was to moving on, and then you had to bring <laughs> that up. I know oh, that's why hey. I did it. We can move on. That now. hurts so bad. Yeah. Now, okay, cool. You know what? I've, I'm in the midst of learning how to edit. Truly edit this podcast with a fucking a new program and it's not easy and i was like this has been a great episode i don't even have to worry about cutting anything out and then that happened and now it's like is this the episode where i actually have to fucking start to learn how to cut shit out i'm not no i don't have to cut so moving on so (laughs) the next thing that we're going to talk about the last thing individually (laughs) we're going to talk about um, Austin, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll do it how we started the first segment. I'm going to flow right back into you because I like okay. your voice. Um, where do we see metal going? So that, however abstract that is to you, you can deliver it here. Where do you see the genre of metal going? It's really hard. Um, like I'm honestly, like the both of you, uh, I feel like I do tend to lean more into like metalcore and hardcore and um not to like i don't this is gonna sound weird no matter how i fucking say it um but especially when i was like a junior and senior in high school and like i was 
going to the masquerade a lot and like seeing all those local bands like i had made friends with a lot of those local bands and i had been in local bands and i played with other local bands and there are a lot of guys that i still keep up with and the biggest thing about that is what i hated the most and it's the fact that every single one of those motherfuckers sounded the exact same every single <laughs> goddamn one of them um and uh, it's fine because none of those bands are fucking still together anymore anyway so it doesn't matter um and i feel like that that was always a really big problem with metalcore is you had the <coughs> excuse me uh rona uh you had the bands that kind of <laughs> laid the foundations like stuff like under oath and even like early ask alexandria and bring me the horizon and the devil wears prada you had bands that started to kind of lay out the foundations of metalcore and a lot of metalcore bands didn't really go anywhere else. They didn't really take the genre anywhere new. I think very few bands actually really uh, were able to uh, distinguish themselves among each other. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I don't really know where I, where I see it going. To be completely, f I know that's a sh terrible fucking answer for a podcast question. But to completely fucking honest with you, because I, I, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen bands come out and completely flip the genre on top of its head, but then I've seen bands come out uh, around the same time that are doing the same, chugging the same three fucking chords and drop D that have been being chugged since, like, the <laughs> early 2000s. And I don't think yeah. it's, like, just to, to make you feel better, I don't think an I don't know is a bad answer here, because metal... Metal, kind of like pop punk. We were talking about it last week, or fucking however long ago that was. Um, last week, for the viewers, uh, let's keep the air mystery. Okay, yeah. Who knows when we record? Um, you can't really. It's hard, man. Like even even me trying to, I guess, put this into words. You just don't know. Like, music changes at such a variable rate. Like, you really don't know how something's going to evolve. And I think metal is almost right up there with pop punk or any kind of rock for that matter. It's like, for the most part, like, at, at its core, look at how it's played. It's all the same. But it's just vastly different in the way that it's delivered. Metalcore is different from death metal. Death metal is different from death core. And it's like when we were looking at pop punk, you know, we we looked at the inception of it and we had things like the Ramones. And then we had the things that we collectively liked and enjoyed as kind of what we would consider the golden age of pop punk with things like Blink-182, Good Charlotte, Yellow Card, and then where it's at now. And we have MGK, right? Machine Gun Kelly as an icon star of the pop punk genre. That's not something that you would anticipate. So I think that kind of goes into the same way here. It's when you look at how metal is evolving, you really don't know <laughs> because it, it's just vast. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, no, I don't know is not a bad answer because <laughs> it's like, Jesus, I, I really don't. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. Well, that said, Jeff, that brings us to you. Yeah. Tell me, where do you believe metal is headed? So, I, I yeah, I want to echo the sentiment that, like, it's it's a real hard target, especially in a genre yeah. that is so vastly different within itself. Um, so 
And do you think that that's just music as a whole? Because then in my head, while you were saying that, I'm thinking of hip hop. Hip hop has so many different subgenres. There's speed rap, there's trap, and you know, classic hip hop sounds and stuff like that. Like it's just music, right? Yeah. Music as a whole is so you can't discern where it's going to go in the future because it evolves so quickly and all these different subgenres begin to, you know, appear. I think it's just music. It's Except fun to Nickelback, hypothesize. We know where that. they're going. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Except Nickelback. We know, we know where Nickelback <laughs> is going. Well, here's the thing with that. Just real quick. Listen, because man, I love fucking Nickelback. content. Nickelback what? is fine. I do enjoy Nickelback. But now that we're in the dad rock genre era, sorry, it's like people are like, you know what? And they're cro- every time this happens at work, I swear to God, they're like, you know what? And they cross their arms like they're about to take an assertive stance. They're like, yeah. oh, Nickelback wasn't that bad. And it's like Nickelback was never bad. They just got, they got a bad rep, dude. They got a bad rep. Well, to be fair, starting beef with Corey Taylor was also not the smartest career move. Yeah, there's been a lot of people, even MGK recently, that had to learn that lesson the hard way. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> starting um, beef with Slipknot is not a good idea. Ultimate, well, ultimate remember, musical there's nine feud. Of let's them. get, let's get Corey Taylor and Eminem. Let's let's get them clashing. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, oh. No, so to answer your question, I, I took this as, like, where do I, like, kind of see, like, metal going, right? Um, and it's hard because it changes a lot. So I picked out, like a, like, a handful of artists that I'm like, hey, you should probably maybe check these guys out because they're, they're going to be names that you start hearing more because they, they're garnering this, like, real renaissance in in metalcore right or death metal or whatever genre they're a part of right um if you look one of them is lorna shore and and you've heard me hint them you you have listened to some of them i know austin listens to them um you look at i sent a video um there is a video they did the other day of them putting a throat camera down the lead singer's uh throat um because, like, you look at their lead singer, and he does not look like you should be making the sounds that he does, right? And uh, about, what was that, probably a year or two ago, all of a sudden there was this video being passed around called uh, To the Hellfire, where people were like, what the hell is this? Like, And, I mean, it has 9 million views, which for Deathcore is a lot. Like, like to be honest, that, that's, mm-hmm. like, astronomical numbers. Um. And I think it was because they had recently changed out their lead singer to this uh, guy named Will Ramos. And uh, he he does not look like he should be able to make the sounds that he does. And, and I think that's why you need to maybe like kind of like pay attention to them. They just put out a new song called Sun Eater uh, that's real rad. They're, they're kind of hinting at a new album coming out soon. Um, so like I put them as kind of like the flagship of of deathcore and then the other one that i say like 100 percent need to like keep your eyes on because they just started their first uh uk tour is a uh, spirit box and spirit box is fucking rad like um it's how do i put it it's it's kind of hardcore it's but they have a female lead singer and she brings this like real soft um vocals to a lot of songs but she's also able to growl and scream um her name's courtney laplante and uh she's from a band called i wrestled a bear that was kind of one of those like myspace core bands um and 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 i think really like 
you really need to like pay attention to her because I think there's really big things kind of on their horizon. Um, and and I, I just cannot say enough really, really good things about her and about that band. Um, and she does some like really cool videos where she does one takes of her songs, which are really awesome to see. Um, and it's, I think it's like her and her husband are, are like kind of the core of the band. And uh, the bass player is the bass player from As I Lay Dying. Um, and just really amazing band. I cannot say enough good things about them. And they're one that I feel like you kind of introduce to people and say like, hey, you know, you don't need to look at me like the country weirdo. Um, and then we're, we're going to dive back into the country weirdo. The last two, um, there's a band called Har- Harakiri for the Sky. They're a... Um, they're a Norwegian metal band. Uh, they're, I think they're Norwegian. They might be Finnish. I forget. Uh, super out there lyrics. Uh, how do I put it? Really, this is not the kind of thing that you're like, hey, I, I want you to listen to this because this is great. Like, I, I feel like they're kind of one of those bands that I really like. Oh, uh, they're Austrian. There we go. Um, they are labeled as, I forgot. They have like a really weird name post black metal band so they touch into a lot of those kind of like darker um how do i put it those kind of like darker undertones is really what they kind of specialize have have either of you guys heard of them before no never for me okay i i wasn't sure i they haven't really had like a lot of mainstream success they have the thing i like about them is they have really impactful lyrics and it's delivered in a method that's not just like pig vocals and just growling for the growl. Um, you know, it, it it's not for the faint of heart. I, I would say that. Uh, I shared it once with somebody and that was the last time I shared them outside of this conversation. Because uh, the response was, now I know what depression sounds like. <laughs> and, and that stuck with you. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't share this with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like this band for what they are. I like them for the sound that they make. They are kind of the living embodiment of Death Clock, uh, the Metal Apocalypse band. Right. Um, and then the last one, they only have one song, so it makes it real hard to recommend. Plus, not everything is exactly clear with this guy, um, and that is Immortal Disfigurement. So I shared that. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to the last 30 seconds of that song? No, I didn't even look at it yet. You, go right you should. Now. Um Austin would be aware of this guy. So this is CJ McCreary. He was the lead singer of Lorna Shore. Um, there's some drama, more or less, kind of surrounding him, and it's super unclear. And, and the guy is, just, he is out there. That that song is wild. And I, I think, again, that's part of why. I, that is he, chilling. I'm listening to it now. Yeah. And, and he does this kind of thing, this just, immortal just kind of growling vocals he does a, an amazing rendition of uh vanessa carlton's a thousand miles also um wait what yeah hang on hang on what the, the, now you're gonna have to edit no i'm not gonna edit i'm yeah. gonna fill the void with me saying what again yeah uh, because <laughs> that's the most peachy i'm so happy oh no i know sunshine and he does it. He is happy. He's smiling the whole time. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. It, uh, here. 
this one I do share with people because you just look at it and you're just like, what? Well, yeah. Like what in the world? Why would why? that better? Is is this on Spotify? No, it's on YouTube. That's is there. it on Spotify though? <laughs> uh, no, it should be. And, and yeah, it should be because that would have been the perfect uh, final piece to the puzzle. Yeah. In our Spotify. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know by now, we are we have a Discord server and we post a playlist every new episode for you guys to go back and listen to uh, new songs or not new songs, but songs that we talked about in the show, bands that we talked about in the show. We make a whole playlist and it goes up in the Discord. Yeah. <sighs> so I don't know what more to expect from this guy, um, other than there's some legal things surrounding him. I don't fully know the extent of it. I don't. Personally, I don't care about it. I care more about the music. And I look at that video. That video has about 330,000 views, the, the first one that I sent. And uh, I kind of look at bands like that and Lorna Shore as like this weird, almost like evolutionary step in heavy metal, right? Because um, like I go back to bands like Pantera and I remember thinking like, oh my God, they're so hard, you know? And then if I, mean, I would to, have been to that benefit, they were hard. <laughs> yeah. And then I look at bands like this and I'm like, okay, so 30 years difference. What, what does metal look like 30 years from now? If, if, if that's what we did in that time frame, you know, 92 to 2022, Yeah, you know, uh, and that makes it real hard. So I, I say those four. So spirit box, Harakiri for the sky, Lorna shore and immortal disfigurement. Um, you know, Can, check uh, them out. They're 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 rad bands. Um, so you you said like in the past twenty years, right? And then you went on to say ninety two from twenty twenty two. And I no, I said thirty. Didn't a I? second. Yeah, math is hard. Math is hard, but I but also, if you're anything like me, twenty years ago feels like that, but it's actually thirty years, and you and I are approaching the precipice of yeah. death. Oh, yeah. so I forgot the other one that the other one that I say keep a lookout because they just they had to change their lead singer because unfortunately he passed away, um, and that is uh, crud. Where is their name? I think it's called Power Trip. I have them a lot on of death the playlist in metal. Well, that wasn't that. Yeah, well, Power Trip. It's almost that like really that's the wasn't. Point. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so Power Trip is a cool band. They're, I kind of see them as like New Age Pantera because they're like Texas metalcore. I mean, super cool, real fast pace, you know, really sick guitar solos, um, you know. So, Hell yeah, yeah that, that's kind of where I see metal going. I feel like that was like a weird moving target, but I kind of like surmised it as best I could. And Electric no, Cowboy. It, it, it's just... Metal can evolve in a lot of different ways, and that kind of brings me to how I feel like it's going to... It's not really how it's going to go. It's just more of the... Shit, I want to say crossover, right? But but I don't even think it's a crossover. So I was listening to Discover Weekly today. This kind of loops back in with um, fucking Electric Boogaloo. What were their names? Electric Cowboy. Electric Cowboy. Um... When I was listening to it, it was a very EDM sounding style mm-hmm. with the metal on top of it. So I was I was driving home today and I popped on Discover Weekly and in Discover Weekly, 
there was a song called Crash and Burn, and it was, and I don't know, I guess it, this is the, the, the culmination of the two. It's North Lane and Phase One. And I put this on the playlist for us to listen to this week or whomever to listen to. And this combines that, that metal sound that we've been talking about. It's that, um, you know, the screaming is there, and the like at the one-minute mark, it has this really great, like, build-up. But then it switches to almost, almost like just a harder dubstep. It sounded like all of a sudden, and it's like I liked it. I liked huh. it a lot, and I hadn't really heard. I mean, I've this has happened before. I think In Flames did a song with Pendulum. Is that who it was back in the day, or is that yeah, the name of the song? They, I'm pretty sure it was Pendulum. No, it Pendulum really is the song. I think Pendulum is fucking. God damn it. On air checking pendulum is the artist the song is it was on the immersion album i'll add this one too because why not self versus self i should have known that i'm mad at myself for not knowing that i'll add that to the playlist too um so there's always been like this kind of stepping over into like electronic music and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's also a good way for the music to continue to evolve because they kind of just go together um like that hard hitting death metal death core metal core heavy metal sound it kind of pairs where uh <laughs> pairs well with um like the hard hitting EDM stuff too like dubstep or i don't know any other genre that's not dubstep i need, I need to send you this so spirit box it's funny that you say that like last week they put out a song with like a dubstep artist yeah, and I think it's it just it's not that it makes sense or like that's that's the end all be all. I just think it's another step. I think it's another way for the the genre to evolve, mm-hmm. because I, I'll be honest with you. Until you uh, um, this happened on the way home today, I was kind of with Austin. I was like, I really don't know where this goes, um, and that's why I was so ready to fire back with you, Austin. It's just because like you're right. Like it, it's hard to say where it goes, but I guess that's just music as a whole, as we've talked about. It just it can evolve in so many ways. And I think the further we continue down this timeline, the more we see not only the evolution that Jeff talked about, but like just continued branching out into different facets to create this EDM metal. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's something, something new. Um, and it sounds great. Like all the, all the crossovers thus far that I've seen sound pretty amazing um oh i did i know illinium i didn't what is spirit yeah. box spirit oh, box is that right. band that i was just talking about like spirit box is really fucking cool and that song is awesome um uh, yeah so i clicked play and it immediately started like my music is turned down really low so i can hear you guys talking that one was not <clears throat> and it started out with screaming mm-hmm. and this actually scared me um but something I think that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about is a band that I feel like innovates with pretty much every album that they release. Um, and I know that Culture Bob creator Josh McMullen is like, we're nearing the hour and a half mark. The show is almost over and they've not talked about Ghost yet. And that's true. Yeah. We've not talked about Ghost. Ghost is a fucking 
fantastic heavy metal band. Um, just released a new album this year. But so Ghost is formerly known as Ghost BC. It's a Swedish rock band. Um, and they have the genres of hard rock, heavy metal, doom metal, pop rock, progressive rock, psychedelic rock. So this might not necessarily be like a lot of the metal that we've been talking about, uh, especially in the last half of this show. But they are very much metal. Um, if you if you go through their discography, you can hear a lot of different facets, too. It's not they're they're not just a one trick pony. You know, it's not they're releasing metalcore albums. It's not they're releasing deathcore albums. Their songs on these albums are pretty, like, substantially different. Like, they have a theme. They have, like, an overall theme. But they're just, they're not the same, like, from album to album. And it's fucking great. And I like to see, like, the evolution. Like, I like to see what's next. Like, the the newest album, is it called Impura? Impera? Impera. Impera. Like, the last album I remember listening to for them was Meliora, I believe. Um, did I listen to Prequel? I listened to Rats off that one. Um, but I don't know. I think this is a good just way to look at how metal can evolve too, because I feel like they do it from album to album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Ghost sure. is a cool band, like a lot of theatrics, and I feel like I feel like they kind of bridge the gap of like extreme metal, but brought to the main front. You know, because like they've been on Jimmy Fallon. You know. Yeah. Um something that I don't think any other band that we've rattled off here today can say they've done. No, it's true. And it's like, they do have a much wider reach too. Cause if you were to go to a concert for any of these bands that we've talked about tonight, like even kill switch and avatar, like being more, I guess, mainstream, like, it's a pretty small venue where I've seen these guys perform. Ghost is filling stadiums. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're, I really wanted to go to the one in Atlanta or somewhere this coming September, but um, I really don't want to go to another stadium show. I'm actually going to one on Thursday, and that's going to be just my one for the year. Uh, I, I just... I don't. I would like a much more personalized concert, almost. Um, but they fi- they fill stadiums, man. Um, so I don't know. I think they're yes, they're they have a much wider reach. They can you know collect an audience, and they can show like metals, not just a one trick pony. I think they kind of, in a way, define evolution within the genre because you can see it over their album work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Asking Alexandria was also on Jimmy Fallon. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Like I sent 2012, you a... I think. 2012, so 2013. So weird. Yeah. yeah. When, they when they only about... played their heavier shit, or their softer shit. They didn't play yeah. very heavy shit. Yeah, I sent a... Still probably. <laughs> oh, I sent a, a video over to you, Diz, so you could see some of the antics that this band is is known for. <laughs> I mean, asking Alexandria was yeah. When 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 we talk about like party bands, I mean, if I remember right, they got removed from a bunch of bands, Warp Tours, from like just being a little hard to control. Uh, asking. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, they've been banned from venues for just like destroying fucking venues. Yeah. They were. I mean, it's it, like, is that like? Do you want to be known for that? 
Like, uh, I, don't I don't think it was. I mean, I don't think it was so much them as I think it was the people they attract. And the, oh, yeah. that's fine. Because I've, I've gone to crowd. shows where we fucking tore up venues. Oh, yeah. so you're the problem. No, I, uh, I, I can say the same. I, like the loudest show I've ever seen was Pantera and Soulfly, and mm. it was on an ice hockey arena. And I remember the crowd being like. Fuck it, let's tear the floor up and like people like pushing each other across like ice hockey ice. My uh so, Oh, I'm sorry, go on. No, no. I'm just saying, like, yeah, ruckus shows are they happen. Dude, they're <laughs> they're fun sometimes, man. Like I remember yeah. um <clears throat> in twenty fifteen when I saw Attila, uh they had it was an it was outside and they had these big, heavy, like metal fucking trash cans. And when the circle pit started, everybody was like, fuck it, rip the trash cans out of the fucking ground. And that's what they what did. The and they were mm-hmm. running around with the trash cans in the circle pit. They were throwing these heavy metal fucking trash cans. And I remember I was standing next to my buddy Johnny, uh, who has also appeared on this podcast. Cool little callback. A very early special episode. I think it was one of like the first two or three that we ever did. Um, oh, you meant hunting pixels? I was like, no, he's never been. Yeah, on no, this. well, no, not this one. Hunting pixels. I forget where oh, I'm okay, at sometimes. Got you. <laughs> um, but uh, me and Johnny were just, we were just vibing, and we didn't notice the circle pit opened up behind us. And the next thing I know, I hear this loud smack, and I watch Johnny fly forward about five fucking feet because he just gets railed in the back of the head by one of these metal, big ass metal fucking trash cans. Nice. Are you sure it wasn't you for getting worse? <laughs> he just like went into WWE mode. He's like, fuck it. Fuck oh, it. Who God. cares? I, I think Jesus. about from time to time. So my wife Mindy and I once went to this concert in uh, Grand Rapids for a band called Boys Night Out. And it was it, and it was Boys Night Out and Chiodos. And I remember when, like Chiodos like kind of came out and started getting raucous. Like the, it was getting wild. This kid like ran into her. And I remember like I like backwards forearm smashed this kid and I remember him flying and I still to this day wonder like I never saw him get up I never saw that kid oh. like he like went to the ground I'm sure he did I'm sure he did if he has a feeding tube now if you're listening to this and you got your neck broken at Shioto's concert I'm really sorry kid no you're not that's submitting liability yeah that's no, true you're not. edit this out edit, edit you're not my lawyer if I clap <laughs> oh. but no uh yeah, I, I similar in vain. Like I wonder what happened. You know, like <laughs> honestly, what? Um, uh, I I know we're kind of getting long on time here, but uh, <laughs> Dylan, you probably can't answer this question. But uh, Jeff, what is the worst that you've ever been hurt in a mosh pit? If you have been, um, okay, so I used to have uh, spacers in my ears. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so. This gets oh fuck. This gets how bad. Uh, there was a festival, and it was the. Uh, I went to go see the Cottonmouth Kings, and uh, it was like a, a lot of weird kind of alternative metal bands. So it was uh, like Static X, mm-hmm. Rom said it was like a one day festival that they used to put on kind of close to me, and uh, oh, what was their name? Who sings the Come My Lady, Come Come My Lady? Let's see. Mm. Oh. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know the song. I just don't know the band. Um, Crazy Town. Yeah, mm. oh, this is oh. where it gets great. So Crazy Town comes to the stage, and a guy behind me 
loses his fucking mind, right? Gets his finger stuck in my spacer. Oh, no. And yanks almost straight down. I have to go get it cleaned out. Like, it is bleeding everywhere. But I'm like, I came to see the Cottonmouth Kings and Rammstein, two of my favorite bands at the time. Two still my favorite, but like, I it, that's how weird this bill was. You had Cottonmouth Kings, Power Man 5000, Static X, Crazy Town, and yeah, it was all weird, over the board. That, that's a yeah. weird lineup. It, it was. And uh, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the Red Cross tent. And they were like, we don't have any water bottles to wash that out with. And I was like, well, I'm bleeding everywhere. And they were like, all right, we're going to wash this out. They washed it out with river water, and I got, like, the worst infection you have ever... Like, my ear was hard. I'm sorry. Oh, like, the Red Cross tent washed you. decided yeah. to... With okay. river water. Like, my ear was, like, hard the next day. Like, I, it was... I, and, like, I went to the doctor, and they were like, we might have to, like, cut part of this off. Uh, it was that bad. And the holes for it still have never closed all these years later. I mean... I could still easily, I mean, it's like somewhat closed, but I could easily probably jam like a six gauge in there. Damn. Um, it, but yeah, like that, that was probably the worst I've ever been hurt. Um, if, if not that, I got, I got kicked in the nuts so fucking hard at a, from first to last show. Like I, I was oh, questioning I my that. future. Yeah. Emo oh. kids that don't know how to mosh. Uh, I mean, well, not the one up here or anything, but like when I was going to my last concert, I almost tripped going up the staircase. Hey, yep, it's his own brother. I, uh, I've, I think the worst time that I've ever been hurt was the Devil Wears Prada. I think I, I think I actually talked about the story on the show once. Um, the Devil Wears Prada, they were doing the Zombie Five tour, so they were playing the Zombie EP in its entirety. And I don't know what the fuck came over me, but I lost my shit in that mosh pit, and I got the I, I got humbled real fucking quick. <laughs> real quick. This dude like sp- a fucking like a fucking movie spun kicked the shit out of me, and like like he kicked me in the side of the head so fucking hard. That for a solid 10 to 15 seconds, I was like, where am I and what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> That's it's... why you don't know what podcast you're on. Because <laughs> so, that one dude kicked me in the back of the head too hard. That but... Pantera show that I went to, I went with like a bunch of my friends. Shout out mm-hmm. to Matty A and Fat Rick. Fat Rick played offensive linemen for Purdue football. And I remember I this kid like how kicked all him. Your friends have these just outlandish nicknames. Oh man, oh, that was great. Uh, Fat Rick took a like one of those weird like roundhouse kicks that you know mosh kids do, and it came to like his man boob. Uh, and like I remember him turning around and just like engulfing the kid, picking him up, and like I'm gonna throw you to the fucking wolves and just threw him into a bunch of like these hardcore Pantera guys that just beat the living shit out of this kid. Oh my god. I mean, it, it was, and I just remember being like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, that was bad. I just I just want to wrap this up by saying we do not condone violence on this podcast. Unless yeah, we're a vandalism podcast. No, we are not a vandalism podcast. I, uh, and Jeff has never killed anyone, probably. <laughs> probably. The, probably. Uh, 
Uh, I they were there was a band there uh, called This or the Apocalypse. I don't know why I'm trying so hard to talk. Jesus. Um, there's a band called This or the Apocalypse, and I saw them once back in like the middle of 2014. And I remember seeing this tiny little girl. I mean, she was probably my age, but she was like, dude, she was like maybe like four eight. Like this girl was real short. I remember her sprinting into that mosh pit and the first thing that came in my head I was like you are not about to have the time that you think you are <laughs> and she immediately got punched in the mouth um, but the dude that did it he it wasn't like oh I accidentally punched you in the mouth it was oh I saw this petite like frail girl run in the middle of a mosh pit I'm gonna go humble mm. her real quick and punch her in the fucking mouth like that's that no, was kind of the situation not cool and I watched 12 dudes pin this man to the ground, and they beat the absolute shit out of him. Which, I mean, does, fucking rightfully so. That was a fucked up thing to do, dude. Like, she was just trying to enjoy her time, and you just knocked the shit out of her. Um, but, like, they, when the security pulled him out of the crowd that was beating him, he didn't have a shirt anymore. They ripped that shit to fucking shreds. Uh, his pants were, like, barely hanging on by, like, a couple of threads. Like... They were ripping clothes off of him and punching him, like, into the fucking ground in the back of his skull. It was wild. It was a wild fucking time. Have you ever been a part of, like, where they do, like, the parting of the seas mosh pit where they, like, yeah, split the, the line right? Yeah, well, I couldn't think of the name. I yeah, love dude, that. I love That's, like, maybe one of so my favorite fun. moves. They're so much fun. You never there Dylan... was no fucking better way to end this podcast than you two just, just gushing over violence. Dylan, can we get you to a metal show and do the wall of death? At the If you come down here for a metal show, I will do it. Alright. No. No, 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 no. Nope. I didn't go to a metal show. I fuck me. You already said, it. Um, you already said yes. We're wall of deathing. I can edit that out. It never happened. I'm, I'm Googling met it's not on my recording. That is true. Um Metal shows Atlanta. Metal, no, no, that's it. Anthrax is Show's coming over. to town. I don't know we're if there'll be a wall of death tired, there. Boys. We're, I'm tired, and I'm not committing to violence. <laughs> we gotta do this again tomorrow, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, do you? Just, Look, we, yeah, the, we do. We have the, hunting pixels tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the three of us are here. Let's rap about the boss man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no hope, no. Josh. I'm ending it. It's okay. So, I mean, that is the best looking, way. Happy nope. birthday, Josh. Oh, no, happy. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Josh. I mean, we have to do that. Um, I'll try and do that Josh. once every other week. So, once, you know, every episode. I'm going to start uh, dropping yeah. just like a happy birthday cupcake at his house every day when I pass it. Just get you actually drive past it. his house? Uh, Almost every day, yeah. Not like That's... directly past his house, but oh, like past the You, you pass some roads that are in the. Okay. Yeah. I mean, by default. Anyway, if you're looking to find us elsewhere, you can. CultureBot family of content is extensive, but the best place to find all of us is in the CultureBot Discord server. Between CultureBot Selects, which is now back up and running with a brand new co-host who shall remain nameless, um, Hunting Pixels, and now the Bop, all of us collectively gather in the server to converse and have a good time. But we all know what you really want, and you want those socials. So because Austin is our special guest, he can go last. You can find Jeff on Instagram at JCRTO and YouTube at Jeffrey Ciarto. That's S-Z-Y-A-R-T-O. You can find me on Instagram, 
on YouTube and on Twitch at OMDizzy and on Twitter at OMDizzyTV. That's a sore topic. Um, Big Papa Plays. That's Mr. Austin here, and you can find him on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at that same handle. It's Papa with two P's and two A's, so P-A-P-P-A. Big Papa Plays. Check him out there. The man posts some sultry TikToks. He is a part of the Hunting Pixels podcast, which, if you didn't know, that's your home of all video game-related content. And Culture Bob selects your deep dive into specific bits of media, including movies, games, music, and more. When I say music, we do it better, though. That's that's just a given. So, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. And next time that you join us, Austin Stevens will be back once more, joined by Mr. Josh McMullen once again for a Hunting Pixels crossover where we talk about a mystery topic. Mm. So, yes, be excited for that coming sometime mm-hmm. soon. Um, just quick shout out to Josh real quick. He has some fantastic content going up on YouTube. If you haven't yes. followed the Culture Bop YouTube channel, please do. He has put in a lot of hard work, and it shows. His most recent video has got, gotten uh, over a 1,000 views so far. I think he is crushing yeah. it. Um, absolutely incredible, incredible work by him. So support the Culture Bop family. It's not just us. It's not just hunting pixels. It's the entire endeavor. We're a conglomerate. We're a hodgepodge. We're friends and family so come support us and we'll continue to provide content for you you can follow the patron and all that good stuff that's it that's the last i'm going to say podcast is done let's get the fuck out boys yes sir yeah let's mosh let's mosh the way out so until next time everyone farewell <laughs>